Hello, Community Health Center advocates. This is Jennifer Turner and Kristen St. John. Welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. Today is Wednesday, December 22nd, and here's the latest in advocacy and more in minutes. Holiday seasons are a joyful time that lend to merrymaking and sentimentality. Our colleague Susan shares, as an adoptive mother, I'm mindful that the holidays can be more complicated for many women and girls. During the 18 years with the United Methodist Church, I spoke with women, men, girls, and boys in all 50 states, plus Liberia, the Philippines, and South Africa, who were concerned about and working to end sexual and gender-based violence and human trafficking. Story after story revealed that many women and girls could not choose when or if they wanted to give birth. There are many horrifying stories of rape as a weapon of war, a control tool of an abuser, a means of coercing families to pay debts. The lesser known stories were of girls married before their bodies could safely birth a child or women in committed relationships without access to affordable, reliable contraception to delay pregnancy and prevent their or a baby's premature death. Susan continues, my faith teaches me that women and girls are of sacred worth and that women and girls must have access to resources for health, spacing, and timing pregnancies. As COVID ravages our communities, we are, learn we are learning of additional threats to mothers and babies. Now is when our communities need trusted, comprehensive healthcare homes focused on ensuring every neighbor can thrive. Let's keep asking Congress to pass legislation that would provide critical workforce and capital funding for community health centers. This is not the time to allow our public health backbone to deteriorate. Join us in asking the Senate to pass the Build Back Better Act to strengthen community health centers, primary care workforce, and essential services. As always, please email us at grassroots at NAC.org if we can support you in any way. Kristen, what's happening on the Hill? Hey, Jen. On the Hill this week, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia has dealt a potentially deadly blow to the Build Back Better Act. After weeks of negotiations with Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and President Biden, Senator Manchin went on Fox News this past Sunday and said that he could not vote for the Build Back Better Act. As inflation and the latest COVID-19 variant increased his hesitancy to pass a social spending bill, Manchin also continued to have issues with climate change, paid family leave, Medicare expansion, Medicaid expansion, the child tax credit, and other provisions. In a dear colleague, Schumer promised to hold a vote on the BBB Act in the new year so senators could put their positions on record. It remains to be seen if a scaled back version of the BBB Act can be agreed on in the coming months. Jennifer, I heard that HRSA has some big news. What's happening there? You heard right, Kristen. On Friday, December 17th, HRSA announced that Carol Johnson would serve as the new HRSA administrator. Johnson was most recently the testing coordinator of the White House COVID-19 response team. She spent three years as the commissioner of the New Jersey Department of Human Services and five years in the Obama White House as a senior health policy advisor and member of the Domestic Policy Council. She has also previously worked on House and Senate committees and HHS on workforce issues. Switching gears a bit, Kristen, let's talk about using data to tell your story. Sure thing, Jen. 
The Congressional Management Foundation wanted to know the return on investment for providing advanced advocacy training to citizen advocates. To find out, CMF partnered with Feeding America, the largest network of food banks in the U.S. CMF designed an advocacy academy, quote unquote, and delivered 40 hours of training over four months to two separate groups of local food bank professionals. Advocacy Academy graduates met with their congressional staff who CMF then surveyed to measure their performance. Results were compared to um, CMF data measuring the performance of quote unquote typical citizen advocates. And CMF asked the following questions, quote, in your opinion, how prepared is the typical constituent you meet with? And how prepared was the food bank representative that you met with? What an interesting study. Uh, what were the results? What we learned is that training makes a difference. While just 12% of congressional staff surveyed indicated that the typical is very, quote, very prepared, 97% of congressional staffers agreed that Advocacy Academy graduates were very prepared for their meetings. While advocacy organizations may not be ready to provide 40 hours of training to their supporters, training citizens to provide Congress the information it finds helpful is a no-brainer. Jennifer, what's going on this week in the health center level? Thanks, Kristen. Hanshaw Middle School, one of five school-based health centers in Stanislaus, run by Golden Valley Health Centers, was honored to host Representative John Harder recently. The school-based health center provides medical, dental, behavioral, and mental health care to students and families at Hanshaw and Feeder Elementary Schools. Yamalet Valladolid, CVHC's Director of Government and Community Affairs, who organized the visit, states, my goal today was to ensure that Congressman Harder is able to see how important healthcare access is through the school-based health center lens. Well, we love hearing stories about elected officials getting firsthand experience and knowledge about health centers. In other health center news, Friday's devastating tornado in West Kentucky directly impacted three Kentucky Primary Care Association member health centers. They are all vital to the area's healthcare system. Kenty Care in Mayfield, Health First Community Health Center in Princeton, and Community Medical Clinic also in Princeton are the three community health centers that were impacted. Check out the Washington update for links to stories about each of these community health centers. Some were directly damaged while others are in the midst of assisting staff and patients alike who experienced this traumatic event and are picking up the pieces and attempting to rebuild their lives. That is definitely a tragedy and our thoughts are with the tornado survivors and the CHCs who were impacted and those assisting their surrounding communities. In the last few months, we have been bringing you an Advocacy Leadership Program Spotlight. This week's Spotlight is Lisa Brown, board member of Lorain County Health and Dentistry. As a board member, Lisa brings a unique perspective and direction to her ALP project. LCHND prides itself on having established a robust advocacy presence, yet recognizes the board's opportunity for increased awareness and action. Lisa presents her fellow board members with four key messages. One, the mission is too important to sit on the sidelines. Two, the need is too great to ignore. Three, board members' voices need to be heard by decision makers. And lastly, board members have more power and influence than they think. 
Lisa drills down to the heart of advocacy with a bold statement. When public funding priorities shrink, go away, or are delayed, the people that we serve suffer. That's not a fundraising problem for our organizations. That's a survival problem for our community's most vulnerable people. Brown's overall purpose and goal are clear, to provide a clear path for fellow board members to renew and strengthen their commitment to advocacy at local, state, and federal levels. Kristen, what are some of the learning and mobilizing opportunities coming up for our listeners? First on the list is the pre-fly-in checklist and meetings webinar, which will be held January 18, 2022 at 3 p.m. Eastern. Whether in person in the district or virtual, meeting a member of Congress can be exciting and intimidating. As a cliche goes, success is 10% perspiration and 90% preparation. This presentation provides tips on what constituents should do before meeting with policymakers, including researching their legislators, demonstrating their organization's impact in their communities, and developing personal advocacy stories that connect their concerns on, on pending legislation. This program is based on exclusive and private surveys of con congressional staff conducted by congressional management foundations and is only available to CMFs Partnership for a More Perfect Union members. Available now is the new episode of Health Centers on the Frontline, Battling the Pandemic and Systemic Racism in North Carolina. In this episode, NAC Senior Vice President for Public Health Priorities, Ben, Mo ben Money, talks to, with Ruben Blackwell and Sherry Bryant of Rocky Mount OIC Health Center about how they are battling systematic racism in addition to the pandemic as they protect their community from COVID-19. OIC managed to mobilize its community to operate outside of local government entities and reach the people impacted the hardest, black and brown frontline essential workers and their communities. A link to the podcast can be found in the Washington Update or at www.nac.org. Jennifer? In addition to those great opportunities, the 2022 VOTER Winter Summit to be held on Zoom is coming up on Tuesday, January 11th, 2022, from 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. The Winter Summit will gather VOTER partners and volunteers to learn new tools and hear from experts about crucial multicultural research and data. We will create a shared vision for the 2022 midterm election and develop strategies to change healthcare culture and expand voter access in healthcare spaces. A link to register can be found in the Washington update. Last but not least, the board member bootcamp and introduction to health center board roles is now open for registration and will be held on February 13th. This hybrid learning event will provide a review of board roles and responsibilities and an overview of legal duties of board members, as well as where and how to access additional resources about health center board roles. Thanks, Jennifer. That wraps up this week's Advocacy in Minutes. As always, to share stories or for further support, please email us at grassroots or follow us on Twitter at HC Advocacy. We want to send a huge thank you to all our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy. And of course, happy holidays.